Last week we looked at Acts 1-8, which I talked to you about being the key to the book of Acts. Uh, and Jesus told his disciples, wait in Jerusalem until you're filled with power. And you're going to go with that power to Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And that power uh, is totally available. It's everything we need, and it's for mission. We looked at that last week, that his spirit is here. We're a church that wants to, just a few statements to, to kind of uh, let you know where we're headed and, and my view on the Holy Spirit and what we want to do as a church. We want to be a church that's not just a church that's spirit-filled in title, but in practice. We want to be a church that sees God move today like he has in the past. As Heather mentioned, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that way, we're, we're glad he's boring. Um, we're, as it was said, we're glad that he's the same. He does not change. Even though we do and the world changes, our God doesn't change. And his plan for the church is the same. And today, uh, our, our series is called Empower. And what I've done, uh, today is going to be a teaching and I think uh, something you could write down. We're going to work through the word empowered. And I've got a point for each letter of the word. Don't worry, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine points. But we're going to move through them kind of quickly. And my prayer is that, and with each point, I'm going to share a scripture or two. Now, I, I think as I've prayed about this, uh, when we work through this, all of a sudden, I, I feel like God's going to speak to some of you as, as the word is preached. And it's not my work as a preacher, you know, preaching loud or energetic or being funny. It's God's word looking into our lives. We want to come and look at the Word, but more importantly, we want the Word to look at us. We want to read His Word, don't we? But I'd rather today God's Word would read you, and I, I pray that He'll instruct and guide and, and teach us as a church. I believe over these next weeks, uh, my expectation is so high, higher than it's ever been for all three congregations. I want your expectation to be in a place where you could believe God could break out at any moment in your life. Okay? Letter E, equip. Are you ready? I'm just going to start. Um, the first thing God does is he equips us by his spirit. 1 Corinthians 12 talks about there's different gifts. The same spirit, but different gifts. And did you know when the Holy Spirit comes on your life... God equips you for mission. He gives you, every single person in the room has a different gift to the Spirit. And we totally believe that those are relevant today. I said last week, if Peter needed gifts to the Spirit, how much more do we? Right? If Mary, the mother of Jesus, who was at Pentecost and, and was there and had this, the Spirit came upon her, she raised him for crying out loud. You think of anyone who was around Jesus, it was his mom. But she needed the Holy Spirit just like all the disciples and just like we do today. Are you with me today? In Ephesians, I think, or Acts 19, there's a group of disciples in Ephesus, and the disciples come to preach to them, and they said, we haven't even heard of the Holy Spirit. We've heard of Jesus, but we didn't know there is a Holy Spirit. And they said, ah, we've come to the right place. 
You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit because God has gifts for you. He wants to equip you to go to the world. Can someone say amen? So the person of the Holy Spirit comes uh, as the presence of God that lives in us. He, he indwells in us. One of the Hebrew words uh, is for the presence of God is very similar to the word face. Even in the New Testament, the presence of God is like coming. It's like God's presence coming. It's God coming to us as the person of the Holy Spirit to fill and equip us. Did you know Jesus called it a down payment? It's going to be a down payment of what I am doing and what I'm going to do. If you sell something and you get a down payment, you get some money now, and then you know there's more coming later. And I'm glad that we're the kind of church that God has given us some now, and there's more coming later. Bring it on, Lord. Right? Charles Stanley, in talking about the person of the Holy Spirit, said, The Holy Spirit is a member of the Trinity along with the Father and the Son, Yet some believers may not understand that God in the person of his spirit has taken up residence in them. Instead of living in the spirit's power and provision, they simply do the best they can in their own strength and wait for the day they finally can go to heaven. The result is a dissatisfied life filled with disappointment in God. However, the problem is not God, but the ignorance of the Holy Spirit's presence and guidance in our life. Why wouldn't we want the Holy Spirit to come and equip us and empower us for mission? As a, as a young man, uh, I had a, actually a traumatic event. A lot of it was traumatic, it seems like, but my parents were on a farm in California. They'd taken us kids there. It was probably a hippie commune of some kind. Uh, and there was a great big ram that these people had. And I went running through the field. Unbeknownst to me, there was this ram there, like, <laughs> and he actually, it ran me down, hit me in the back and into the ground and pounded me into the dirt. And um, that night, I had, I almost died of a, tr a huge asthma attack. Never had, had it before. I guess I was probably nine years old. And, uh, from that moment on, uh, somehow I acquired asthma. Uh, I became allergic to everything. I mean, like everything. I remember going to the doctor and they, what they do if you have allergies, it's the weirdest thing. They take a needle and dip it in like, how many of you have ever had this? They dip it in like a thousand things and like stab you with it to see if you turn red. Well, guess what? If you take a needle with like, a walnut on it and stab you, you're going to turn red through this, this test. But I literally was allergic to dairy. Everything uh, was on the fast track to being bubble boy, you know, the kid who lives in the inhaler. Um, long story short, that, that affected my whole life. No sports, no running. I think it was a fear-induced sickness that came on me till the day my parents... Uh, they had gotten saved in a, in a revival near Chicago, and they brought me up front. They were tired of the ER visits. They were tired of me being sick. They were tired of uh, me almost losing my life, and they drug me. I didn't want to go up. I was scared of this. We had a one-eyed preacher. Uh, 
with a big King James Bible named Brother Cisco. Uh, true story. Uh, but thankfully, you know what? He had the gift of healing. There's many, one spirit, many gifts. God equips us to, to touch people in their lives. And how many of you have been touched by a gift to the spirit? We, there's people out in the world that need us to be equipped as a church to go out with many gifts and see them healed. Can I hear an amen? amen. Letter M. Uh, not only is God equipped, he moves, he moves us through the spirit. I've already referenced Acts 1.8 where it says, when you're filled with the spirit, you're going to go from Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria into the ends of the earth. God's spirit isn't meant to be like a lake, you know, where we're filled with God and it just kind of accumulates in us. It's more like a river. The river of God, we call it, where, where God flows into us and it's meant to go out to the world. Today's really exciting because uh, probably an hour ago, or actually now, they're an hour, it's right now in Spokane, they're starting Destination Church, John Becca Meek and John and Miriam Meek, John Meek Sr., who uh, has actually pastored all over our country, but he pastored in Lolo. And then the lion's den on Broadway most recently handed that church over to his son, David. Uh, and John, at the ripe old age of 45, <laughs> yeah. uh, John Sr. and Miriam have decided God's got us on the move. We're not called to stay put. And they're planting Destination Church today, starting today, a new work. They're partners with us, and some of our members are there Today, Ray Lowe, who flew in uh, from out of town from across the pond, is over with them today because we believe God's called us to go and move and, and go to the nations. Roger and Carol, a week from Tuesday, going to Africa. Come on. We're on the move. In the Bitterroot and downtown and, and Trinity Church in London, Cam's dad and mom and the team there and Daniel McLeod and his wife starting Trinity Church. It actually happened because they're, they're a different time zone a little bit. A new church going and moving part of our regions beyond family. So when the Spirit comes, it moves us. So you've got to be careful to say, God, I'll never do that or I'm here for my whole life. Be careful. Right? Or he just wants to move you where you're at today. And get you on the move in our city and get you on the move uh, and on mission. And so I'm glad we have a God that moves us. Letter P of the empowered, it's power. God gives us power and he powers us. Mower. That's moves. Did you edit They moved? Okay. Well, you guys have to bear... It was, it was good when I sent it, I think, but we'll make this work. I'm afraid to see what the P word's going to say. Go to... Oh, power. Oh, I see what you mean. Right there. Ah, more. That's good. Luke 24, 9. Jesus said, I'm going to fill you with the spirit of heaven. I'm going to fill you with power. Romans 8, 11 
is a, is a fantastic, fantastic scripture. It says, if the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, right? Imagine the spirit that raised him from the dead, that much power, and it lives in us. It lives in us. That means there's no stopping us and there's no uh, thwarting God's plan. That same spirit is in you through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Now, I want to make this clear. God's power is in you for your sake, and we're glad for that, right? I'm glad I was healed. His Spirit made me a new person, but His Spirit comes upon you for someone else. His Spirit's in you for you, but it, it comes upon you for someone else. So when they're filled with the Spirit in Acts 2, uh, in the upper room, they didn't just stay there and have a Holy Ghost party, which would have been fun. Do you know what they did? They poured into the streets. And all through the Bible, God's presence comes upon you so you can touch someone else. It should be a huge amen. Yay. Can't wait. Um, so powered or, or mower. Uh, letter O. Outlook. Potluck. Oh, Lord. I'm just going to have to laugh. Uh, Jude 20. Dear Lord. Let's have the ministry team come. Uh, potluck. Or outlook. When the Spirit comes... How many of you have noticed when God's Spirit comes, your outlook changes? You could walk into a service, your countenance, your demeanor, your, your attitude. I love, I love it on Sundays when the first note plays. It just, I feel, my, I, feel I stand up straighter. I come in, and, or if you're ever down and, and you flip on a worship song or you encounter God, all of a sudden your outlook changes. And guys, if, if your outlook hasn't changed, you need an encounter with the Holy Spirit. In Jude 20, it says, uh, build yourself up in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Uh, when Paul talked about gifts, he, he probably gives us a clue. It probably means praying in Tongues, it probably means praying in the Spirit means that. However, Jude doesn't specify that clearly, but he says, build yourself up. Pray in the Spirit. Man, you were down, but you're praying, and all of a sudden you're lifted. Because listen, if you look out, you'll get discouraged. If you look in, you're depressed. But if you look up to Him, you're delivered. Your outlook changes when you're a Spirit-filled person. W. Not only does he equip, he, he moves or mows, he powers. He warns. Thanks, Bob. Do you know the Holy Spirit can warn? And it, we're having fun today, but I want us to lean in and listen. Because I, I think there's a, there's a warning in the, in the warn. The Holy Spirit... Um, John 16, it says, when he comes, he'll convict the world of sin. Imagine uh, when we weren't believers, or if you fall into sin, your conscience can become seared. 
And, and the world uh, needs a, a conviction. Sometimes you don't need to be condemned. Can I hear a great big amen? Thank you, Jesus. You're not coming to condemn me, but he will convict you of your sin. If you're in a place where you've fallen into sin and your, your spiritual ear doesn't hear the, the warning of the Holy Spirit anymore, you're in a dangerous, dangerous place. Romans 8, 13, if it, the Bible says, if you live by the flesh, you'll die in the flesh. But those who live in the Spirit will find life. Right? And so I, I want us to take heed. The Holy Spirit does warn us. He wants, to, uh, he wants to guide us in that way, and we need to tune into the voice of the Holy Spirit to hear what He's saying. Right? Happy note. Uh, Guys, listen, these points, they're going to guide us through this series. I know it's a bird's eye view of the Spirit, but jot this down. Put it in your heart. Ask the Holy Spirit to warn you and to guide you. Letter E. Uh, the Holy Spirit, and this is really good news, the Holy Spirit is enough. I'm not even going to look and see what it says. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is enough for you today. You know what it says in, if, I think, Ephesians 5? Is it 18? Uh, don't get drunk on wine, which leads to excess or debauchery or sin, but be filled with the Spirit. Do you know there's something we can be filled on today that we don't have to turn to the world or we don't have to turn to sin or we don't have to, to, to turn to anything else? The Spirit is enough. He's enough for you today. When you look out and you see everything else that you could be filled by, Say, no, no, I don't, need, I don't need to be filled with that. I need to be filled with the Spirit. You ever tell someone you're full of it? Man, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be great with Revive? They could just say, man, you guys are full of it. They're full of the Spirit. Of any mark, listen, of any of our values, uh, I actually got a call. This isn't in my notes. It's just coming to memory, but... A friend of mine who just finished up over 15 years of ministry in town uh, is moving on, moving out of town, and he gave me a call wanting to connect and have lunch, and he said, I wanted to thank you guys and Clark Fork City Church, now Revive. Over the years, your church has spoken to me more of being filled with the Spirit than any other in town. And he said, uh, you guys have carried that torch. And I've taken note of that, and you've inspired, you have inspired me. I thought, wow, what a great compliment. And what a great reminder, but I also thought, I, I do want to carry that torch. We want to be a church that's filled, empowered. Uh, the Holy Spirit is enough. It's enough for us and for those that we're taking him to. Amen? Letter R. He reminds us. <laughs> John 14, 26, and this is the same scripture I'll use for the next two points. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father sends in my name, he will teach you all things and bring into remembrance all that he has said to us. Now, I don't know about you, but my memory can fail me at times. Amen. Through life, 
through trials, through struggles, we tend to forget who we are in God. Everyone say remind. This scripture says he'll bring into remembrance who you are. It's one of the great reasons we have an encounter weekend that focuses on the Father heart of God. If you've forgotten, if you've gotten out of the will of God in your life, uh, you need to be reminded that you're a son, that you're a daughter. The Holy Spirit will remind you. Maybe you've, forgot, maybe you've forgotten today and you just say, Holy Spirit, I, remind me daily of not who I think I am, but how you see me, right? How you, who you see me as. And he, he reminds us. Not only does he, he remind, he explains things. It's the next point. That verse said he teaches you what he will say. And I'm so glad the Holy Spirit is a good... How many of you know we need good teaching today? We do. And we can tend to... And I want to say this and say it really nicely, but I, I think there can be a tendency when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we think about just feeling God or, or getting goosebumps from the Holy Spirit or being touched by God, but the Holy Spirit is a teacher. So I've heard someone say the Holy Spirit's better felt than telt. Guess what? That's rubbish. The Holy Spirit is a... We need teaching that... Jesus taught on the Spirit. Paul taught on the Spirit. We, we want the power of God, but we also need to be instructed by the Word of God. And so I think there can be in churches that are filled with the Spirit a tendency that moves away from the Word of God, and it just becomes kind of feeling or power-based. I think the, the problem there is it, the, God's Word is our ultimate authority, his teaching, and there can be a tendency towards just extra biblical revelation that the Holy Spirit brings. But I think, and I've seen this with uh, some evangelists where they just teach extra biblical, and when you hear them preach, you never hear them preach the Word of God. And I think there's a warning there. The Holy Spirit is a teacher. Jesus was a teacher. Paul was a teacher. We want to be well taught. Can I hear a big amen? amen. Now, we, there's other churches who just focus on the Word of God, right? Well, we have the Word. We don't need the Spirit. Equally as dangerous or just lame, right? It is. We, we have the, there is a belief that, well, we have the word when the perfect comes. They take the scripture out of context. When the perfect comes, uh, these gifts will, or this will pass away. Right? And so they just focus on the word of God without the spirit of God. And there's, so over here, there's churches filled with the spirit, but you never hear the Bible taught. I believe we can have both. We can be word and spirit. We can be a church that's grounded in the word, but sailing through the spirit. I don't mind if we're a little, little wibbly, wobbly, and wacky and filled with the spirit as long as we're grounded on the word. Did he catch that point? We, he teaches us. The, it's not better felt than tell. The Holy Spirit's a teacher. Okay, so let's have both. Hey, you kids. Give our kids a hand clap. They heard the message, that they heard the PowerPoint was so good, they came down too. <laughs> Finally, 
the Holy Spirit, letter D, he directs us. John 16, 3, when the Spirit comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of his own, but he'll sp- he'll, he won't speak on his own, but he'll also speak of what's to come. Paul said in Acts 20, 13, the Spirit warns me of going into hardships. Did you notice that? Even the Apostle Paul saying, man, the Holy Spirit is guiding me. It's warning me that any town, I'm, I'm headed towards some hardships. He's speaking to me, but I think the Spirit can also speak to us about what's ahead and good steps to take. So if you're in a major life decision or in a place in life where you don't know what to do, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit can and does direct us. Amen? Let's review. Heather, um, you can come. And kids, thank you for coming. We're going to all pray together here in a minute. And the reason we had the kids come and our, our Roots crew is going to come in as soon as they're ready I want us as a church to pray uh, to be a church that's a spirit-filled church. I want us to commit together and ask God to fill us with the Spirit. Did you know the Bible says um, he, the, the Holy Spirit's a, a gift the Father gives? And if you ask for bread, He's not going to give you a stone Jesus was using some humor there. He said, if you ask for the Spirit or ask for bread, I'm not going to say, yeah, well, here's a stone or even give you a scorpion. He's not going to give you a bad gift. God the Father, through His Son, wants to give us the gift of the Holy Spirit so we can be empowered, so we can be equipped, so we can move in God, so we can have His power. We have a better outlook. We can be warned. We have enough. We're reminded. He explains. He directs.